Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone feel safer and stronger with better movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today, I have a very special guest, my dear friend, Jen Pasteloff, who is a big mover and shaker in the world. And I could not be more um, fitting that she's here talking about redefining yoga with me, because I think we both redefine yoga in this modern context in different ways. Jen and I have both been teaching for a long time, well over 10 to 20 years, 20 some years for me and close to that for you probably, Um, 10 for you, that's a lot. And we are applying this modern evolution in different ways. So without further ado, welcome Jen. Hello. Hello. It's so good to be here in your sauna. I know. Isn't it fun? Right? It's great. It's cool. It's cool. We get to be close to each other, having coffee yeah. and, and um, you know, it, we don't have the sauna on, but we can imagine yeah. what it'd be like. It's kind of <laughs> like that fun time. Um, so what I want to ask you is, I mean, I know so much about your, all the magic you're doing in the world, but can you just explain your path into this kind of modern interpretation of yoga? Um, we do it differently, and I think it's so wonderful. I think we're looking at what is needed. So how did you backtrack us a little bit and walk us back and tell us how you started down the path you are with you, the way you are doing, quote-unquote, yoga? Yeah, quote-unquote, yoga-ish. Yoga-ish. Yesterday, I taught a workshop in New York City, and someone posted on Instagram, I went to a yoga-esque workshop, so <laughs> whatever. Yeah, so I... I was waiting tables and I started doing yoga. I started with Iyengar yoga with 
Pagan George. Shout out to Pagan George, brilliant, brilliant teacher. And I, um, yoga was really helping me with my depression and anxiety. And then I started, and then I found Annie Carpenter, who I eventually did yoga training with, teacher training. But I, I was severely depressed and I was stuck in this rut of waitressing and hating myself. And my friend suggested I become a yoga teacher, which sounded like a fate worse than death to me. I don't know why. It just did not appeal to me and doesn't so much really anymore still. (laughs) Um, So I said, no, I don't want to be a yoga teacher. But then I went on antidepressants and it lifted some sort of fog off me. And I thought, I will do a yoga teacher training. Why not? I borrowed money from a friend. It was a gift, actually, from Holt McCallany, who's on, you might know, from Mind Hunter on Netflix. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's your connection. I love it. Yeah. Well, we've known each other a very long time. I decided I, I didn't think I wanted to be a yoga teacher still. That wasn't why I said yes. It was that the antidepressants allowed me to see this glimmer of possibility. So I thought, exit route. It'll help me get out of the restaurant. Ultimately, I did. So I did the training with Annie. It was wonderful. But I didn't think I wanted to be a teacher. My mom, God bless her soul, built me a website on Yahoo. And uh, people found me on it. And I started teaching privates. And it was more money than I made. And waiting tables. And I realized I was good at it. And then I started teaching public classes, which is my jam. I prefer much better. And I was able to quit the restaurant. And then... I started really finding my connection to my authenticity and I started writing again and I started leading these workshops where it wasn't all asana. And then over time, in fact, when I met you at Ginalani in Mexico, I was still experimenting. And so I had them bring journals and, and, and I would just dip my toe in a little, but we didn't share out loud. And, and then I just kept losing the asana and dropping it and and until it became what it is now, which is the body movement is incredibly important. And ironically, I started with Iyengar, which is all about alignment, as you know, but that's not the focus of my workshop. No, I do not want someone to hurt themselves, but I'm not there to teach them the alignment or how to do a handstand or any of that. I just use the body movement as a way to get them to really connect to their body and to become more vulnerable and less in their cerebral mind and take their armor off. But it is yoga. Mm -hmm. It is, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I I'm here at your house and I look at you and your family and the way you live your life and you really, and I don't say this to, you know, blow smoke up your ass, but you really embody living yoga, what it means. And it always reminds me when I'm around you that it's yoga is so much more than just, you know, down dog on the mat or whatever you're doing on the mat. Mm -hmm. I know. And I love that because I think we're so similar, even though we're, we're teaching it in a different way, because I'm telling people, I I'm educating people about paying attention to their bodies so that they, you know, this is this home that we live in and, and how, when you pay attention there, you're going to pay attention to the way you speak and the way you respond and react. And you're doing that as well from a, like, um, this, just amazing magical elixir that you, you know, elixir. I love elixir. That. Yeah. You just like, and, and so I, I try not to be offended, but I always kind of smile to myself when someone says, well, you know, I've been used to a more spiritual style yoga. Cause I always think, you know, <laughs> the very compartmentalization of that is actually what's doing, what, what is doing us a disservice is that 
it's like we compartmentalize everything in our lives. And I also this is this, this is that. No, like it's. I would all. ask them, what does that mean? Well, that's what I. Well, what that's that what that I mean? say now. I say, what does that mean? And so, in their mind, they're like, if you start and you're quiet and you're closing your eyes and you're meditative, which is all wonderful, but there are many paths to get there. And to yeah. think that's the that's the yeah. spiritual way, and this is a movement way, and this is a journaling. Like they're all different paths. So we are really doing ourselves a disservice by labeling something as this is the spiritual practice. This is this. I mean, yeah, there's traditional practices, but the, um, so when somebody says I practice more traditionally, okay, I can understand that. But when you say I'm used to more spiritual practice, I don't understand that because to me, what I do is very spiritual. uh, What you do is extremely spiritual, right? So it's, it's, I think we can't, we shouldn't um, compartmentalize. And I think that's, yeah. What but and I what I appreciated so well. what I appreciated just now is when you said your honesty when you said I try not to be offended mm-hmm. because human yes exactly <laughs> yeah exactly or, and if it's like you're offended for five minutes and then you let it go it's not like you become offended and you shut down and you think well that I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing and I am going to you know start doing a chanting in class and kirtan and. Yes. What? Yes, exactly. Like I do what feels right for me yeah. and it might, and I recognize just like with somebody might not walk into your, I can't imagine anyone coming to your workshop and not loving it. They might not know that they're going to love it. <laughs> they might not know. Yeah. They might not know it, but it just, what it does is unwind all the, the bound parts in us yeah. that, you know, this, that have been conditioned to hold emotion or hold back from, you know, or, or repetitively going down a train of, of, thought patterns. And I think that's what's, I mean, that is the evolution of yoga is because yeah. yoga is about raising consciousness and what better way to raise consciousness to than to notice and shift the way you, you are towards yourselves first and to other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And so tell us about like, when you came up with this manifestation idea, what, like, what did that, what did that mean for you? And how do you feel like that has helped others? Well, the truth, which I talk about in the book on being human, is I was obsessively listening to Wayne Dyer. And I'm grateful to that. A, my mom. Again, my mom, the story, the lore goes, my mom tried for years to get me to read Susie Orman, still haven't, and Wayne. And I, you know, just because it was my mom. Mm -hmm. No, mom, I'm reading novels and memoirs. And I finally got into Wayne, but it was really uh, through his, I would listen to him on my iPad pot. And, um, and I fell in love with him, still am, may he rest in peace. And so when I decided to do my own thing and the first time I really, first of all, I just mimicked what he said in the beginning. Now, 10 years later, I found my own voice and I have things I disagree with and that's the beauty of it. But in the beginning I was a parrot you know, in a mm-hmm. lot of ways for Wayne. So when I said, we're going to do, um, let's meditate. And I had, first of all, I didn't meditate <laughs> and I had no idea what I was talking about. I was just talking out of my butthole and I like, made it up on the spot, but then, but as, I, but I didn't, it was in me. And as I was saying it, I thought, huh, this is what I've done. You know, I listened to Wayne so much that it feels like it, it rearranged my DNA. I He changed me. And it's like you metabolized him. Well, yeah, completely. Right, yeah. And so, but I didn't even realize that. And, it, and, I, and I was living my life in this way. So I said, you know, let's talk about what we want to manifest. And mind you, I had been at the restaurant 13 years and I had wanted to die. And all of a sudden I thought, wait, I did this. This was the first thing I ever did. 27 people. And here I am. And I thought, I did 
this. I did manifest this. Maybe I do know what I'm talking about. And I really just, I changed my life from the inside out. Mm -hmm. I love how you, you embody this concept that so we, so few humans are able to do, which is it's okay to like praise yourself and be like, wow, look at, look at me, look at what I did. Cause it's not, there's difference between like confidence and cocky, you know, confidence is you earned it. Absolutely. You did the work. And, but we're so like, you know, some people, obviously there's plenty of narcissists, but but, shame culture. Yeah. Shame culture is like, oh, well don't say what, that you were able to do this. It's like, no, be proud of yourself because then you are giving other people the, the example that you can stand tall in who you are when you've worked for it. Well, and, and, and it's not, I think the, the caveat is it's not, I'm not better than anyone else. It's not that. It's better than you were. That's what it is. Yeah. Better than it were. And it's also, you know, I think well, there's a unconscious messaging that you should, you know, you, you shouldn't praise, you're going to get too big for your britches and you shouldn't praise yourself and it's not okay. Cause what will people think? Mm-hmm. And the, truth of the matter is it's okay to like yourself, to love yourself, to be proud of yourself. It's great. Yes. And I want to, I want to teach young people that. Yes. Oh it's, my again, it's not walking down the street. Like, look at me. I wrote a book. I'm better than anyone else. Not at all. But yes, I'm proud of myself. And, and there's well, no yeah. shame in that. No. And it's what you talk about in your book on being human, which is amazing. We're going to get to that in a minute, but you say you can have, you can live in both worlds. Like mm-hmm. you do this in your kind of no bullshit motherhood and real motherfucking life hashtag. It's like, you can say, Hey, look at what I've done. And yet I also have this going on in my life. Totally. that is real life. And that's, that is what you, you walk so well is that you can say like, look, I can do this. So can you. And I also am doing this, having a hard time waking up today, getting out of bed, getting shit done. Like it's all part of it on on being human. And I I think that's just, you're giving people permission to shine. And also you don't have to be perfect because there is no perfect. That's that's the key. And, and to, yeah, to be two things at once and to say, I'm, you know, I'm struggling with anxiety and yet I'm still here or, you know, it's, um, I hope that I model that in some way that oh you do I'm I'm very successful and yes I still live in a one bedroom apartment I'm very successful and no I'm not extremely rich I'm very successful and I still doubt myself you know I'm very successful leading quote unquote inspiring workshops and I grapple with depression and anxiety so you know yeah these are real th- these are real things and I think that I mean more I would say more now than ever and especially having a teenager and and witnessing the just epidemic of anxiety that is present. And probably along with that depression, self-doubt, all that stuff. And then you couple it with this very curated world of social media. I, I, I'm imagining this is, this message is even more important for this generation than it was for ours because they are, there's just, there, there's an onslaught of like mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you should be doing, who you are and all this. And then the anxiety of my next book is should is an asshole. Ah, high five. Amazing. Well, By the way, Jen has a best selling national best selling book that if you have not read, you need to go out and get it. It is, it will not only fundamentally change how you 
think about being a human, you will become a better human just by reading it. And you Money will, back guarantee. Yes. And you will fall in love with her just like everybody does when they meet her. I can't give a money back guarantee yeah. for that. I have to give. A, so yeah, let me, let me tell you about how I met Jen because I love our story. We met almost eight years ago when we were both, I had booked out a, a, re, a retreat in in Mexico, Shinalani, this magical place. Yeah, we're dreaming to do one together, everyone. Listen. Yes. Listeners, we're, we're plotting. Plotting. We're going to be doing a co-hosted retreat of magic. That's, that's what it should be called. A retreat of magic. A, a retreat of magic. That, the, oh my God, that would be amazing. Ooh, I like it. I, right? That just came to us. Okay, so anyway, we, we, I had booked out 20 people and it was August and the, um, Shinalani contacted me and they said, you know, this other yoga teacher would like some rooms for a, a retreat that she's leading and you have, I don't know how many, like 10, 10 spots left. And I, and I, my first reaction was, I don't want anybody else there. Like, like that was like first was human, also my reaction. Right. Which is the first human reaction. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want anybody else there. You know, that kind of like little self-doubt, um, kind of claiming my spot. And then I, I paused and I thought, okay, wait, let's see. I have 20 people. That was my goal. This person would like it. So it would benefit this person, which was Jen. And it would benefit Shinalani because they're going to have a full place. And then I can also relax. I don't have to sell it anymore. And I can just be happy with my 20. And so I said, okay, that sounds good. And then, then I started looking at Jen. And I was like, I looked at her website and I was like, wow, she looks really, she looks fun. She looks fun. I look forward to meeting her. And then she came up to me um, <laughs> when we were about to board the boat. And she's like, you're Laura. And I was like, yes. And she's like, oh my God, you're so much better looking than your Facebook picture. But that's not picture. exactly how I said it. <laughs> well, because, <no. laughs> okay, I looked her up and I... I Which I, I fucking loved you for that though. But I thought it, it was so honest and it was like, it was a listeners, compliment. That's yeah. not what I said. No, I, I said something like, girl, you're dropped dead gorgeous. Change your Facebook picture or whatever I said. It was much, yes, it, was it, much was, it was much, but I was blown away because I, I honestly was like, who... I don't know. The picture reminded me of like a school marm. Yeah. You just had your oh, like yeah. button was, up and you look really serious. It looked like it was from like 1971 and I had no read on you. Yeah. And I fell in love. Yeah. But dear listeners, I was so, uh, what's the word? You know, I found out, I, I, I too thought I don't want to have to share a space. It changes the dynamic. And, uh, and yeah. I was so, annoyed you know mm -hmm. and then it's a reminder of of it's not what you know you don't know that gets you in trouble it's what you think you know for sure that just ain't so and i get there and i meet one of my very best friends right i know it's amazing just I know synchronicity. I right mm -hmm. and i and i think that's when we really together i think we already knew it but how important it is to support other women and i think we're both on this mission like women should be supporting because we are conditioned to not support each other. It is just, we don't even realize that there's so many subliminal messages. You know, you're not enough. We've talked about this in our girl power stuff, but like, it is so important that we support each other. We're only going to all rise by doing that. Um, it doesn't take away, right? We all, yeah, we're going to all rise. Um, when we start worrying about, um, if I support this person, does it make me look less than that is just bullshit that we've been programmed and yeah. conditioned to believe. And I don't, so, I don't no. operate in that way no. at all. And that's what I, you are, you are one of the most generous heart open people that really walks that path. And it's, you're such a model. I hope thank all you. young girl, I know, I mean it, it's really true. I, I know. And thank you, you. And that doesn't mean that I sometimes don't have moments of panic or jealousy. Right. I'm human. No, but then I, I 
I check in. I go, okay, that's my inner asshole. Shh, not listening to you today. There's enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm me. Yes. You know? So talk about the inner asshole thing, which I think is, every, obviously everybody has this. Yeah, so the inner asshole is the one that looked at a picture of myself this morning and was like, oh, I look big, I look tired, you know? Um, the inner asshole, we all have one. Mm-hmm. Some of us have inner assholes that are a lot louder, you know, but I believe we all have one and it's the voice that says we're not enough. It's the voice of doubt. It's, you know, there's lots of external assholes, but we have one in our, in our mind too. And so, you know, it's my knowing that I have never been able to kill it, him, mm-hmm. mine's a him, <laughs> but I can quiet it. And some days it's quieter when I'm tired, louder, mm-hmm. you know? But the inner asshole is the voice of doubt. It's the voice that tells you you can't do it. And what is the antidote for you? Like, what do you do when that voice is loud? Do you, yeah. Is it self-care? Is it journaling? All I mean, all that is under I, that. I wish I journaled. I'm not going to lie and say that I do because I don't. And I, it's a regret of mine because I always, you know, as a writer, I think, if only I journaled, I'd remember all the details of dialogue. And But um, no, it's, for me, it's, you know, it's changing my mantra or my mind tattoo. So if I wake up and the first thing, you know, like last night I woke 4.30 in the morning, the first thing is like, I'm so tired. I, you know, I try to shift it, go, okay, wait, uh, let me, let me choose something that's going to open me up rather than shut me down because I'm so tired on repeat in my mind all day is, is not going to do much for me. So, okay. I am here. I'm awake. Um, so I work on changing my, my mindset too. I also am extremely vigilant about who I let in my inner circle in, in who I let have my energy, who I allow in, because I believe that the, the people that we're spending our time with in real life, online, whatever it may be, remind us who we really are. And hopefully don't let us carry our bullshit stories, mm-hmm. which is why it's important not to, you know, be in abusive relationships or or be around people that validate that you suck, right? right? So for example, when I'm with you, I feel really good about myself. You are a mirror. And I think, oh, I'm not a piece of shit, (laughs) you know? Now, and sometimes it's it's getting out of your head. It's putting down the phone. It's going, okay, what is my act of radical self-care going to be today? And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. Maybe it's um, taking a nap. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, you know, pooping without your three-year-old at your feet, whatever. But it's these it's washing your hair, washing right? your hair. I mean, it could be, yeah, that's the thing is it's gotta be, these are small, yes, but significant absolutely. like steps out of that space. And I, I love that, you know, that you take the time and have this conversation with yourself. And, and I think like, p- this is what people need to like, don't go down the hole. And in that also, I love what you said about really being careful and vigilant about not letting people in that, that are sucking your energy or making you feel less than. And I think that it's so important to realize you don't need a lot of people in your life, in your inner circle. You just need a few, but those people need to be like, those Those are the people that keep you in check, but also are like your biggest cheerleaders. Agreed. And that's not to say that I'm mean to other people. I hope not. Apologies if I was, but no. <laughs> or, but I've, I'm, I'm better at saying no. I'm, I've, you know, it's not an accident that the people that have that are in my life are so magical. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, I've, it's purposeful. You've called, you've purposeful. cured, you've curated that. I was, I was going to yeah. say that. I was like, wow, that yeah. sounds, but it's exactly no. right. Yeah. I've, I've really attracted exactly the kind of energy that I want. 
Mm-hmm. I, I believe that. I see it. I mean, from, from knowing you now, I, I just see your consistency in who you attract and who you like hold in that energetic Thanks. vortex is so like, I love, I, I love those people automatically, even if I don't even know them. Like, I love your friend, Annie. I don't know her, but I can't wait to meet her. Like, I just, she's, she's just so, I just, like, she's, she's good great. people. She's, like, I just love her. She's so talented. She's the funniest person I know. We're starting a podcast. We've been sitting on it for a year, all this equipment. But You're going to do it. I'm going to help you. What's yeah. the name of the podcast? Filter be? Free. Because Filter we, Free. I Filter love free it. Yeah. With Jen and Annie, because we would do all these videos and people went crazy for them. And so Annie is in the main company of the Groundlings, which is a huge, huge deal. You know, people from Saturday Night Live come from there. And so she's really funny and she brings out the funny in me. I mean, I'm hilarious when I'm with her. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> I mean, she's a funny one, <laughs> yeah. but she brings that out of me, of right? Course. So, so um, I mean, I'm a little funny. Yeah. But so, so we make these videos and we do hashtag filter free with Jen and Annie. And then we're like, God, that's just, you know, the pod. Do it. And so she is brilliant and amazing. And YouTube. Think Annie about that Surtouch. as well. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. All right, Annie, I'm going to come out and meet you. All right. So last night we were playing a game and it was called, what was it called again? I don't, um, loaded loaded questions. questions. And it was so fun. Fun. And it was weirdly emotional for me because Laura's husband, Mark, reminds me of my father. Mm-hmm. corny dad jokes Jew, lovely yeah, handsome <laughs> i mean just and then just being that the i don't know it was really yeah. like made my heart felt really cool. oh i loved it i loved having yeah. you there but i loved like so the loaded questions is somebody asks a question and then everybody writes down an answer and then so the person fun. has to so it's a great way to get to know people and also great way even get to know people that you know like so we there were people at the table we didn't know well but it was so fun and so one of the questions was, what is one goal that you're going to, that you are spending oh. your, your, <laughs> your life on or something? Or no, it, what said, was it? It's, what? It, it said something like, what, what would you spend your life training for? What would you spend your life training for? And when the, the answers were being read, I knew immediately what Jen's was like, it was like, boom. And it's so Jen. And it was like being um, say your answer. Cause I, it's, it was, it, I, I wrote, I would spend my life training for serving underserved Finding a way to serve the under, underserved with laughter. <laughs> yes, which you're doing. Okay, so I'd really love to go on because, like, I when you when I, I when Jonah read that, I was like, that is Jen, and I love it because that's what someone she's already wrote, doing. Someone wrote becoming TikTok famous. How did you know that wasn't me? <laughs> <laughs> because you didn't like TikTok. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't even that's understand. That's a generational thing. Okay. We knew that was my daughter, and she's clever and creative. So she's hilarious. Yeah, she's hilarious. But uh, I think you're already doing that. And what? So tell me, like, your mission. If you take that and extrapolate. What do you see in the next five years? Like taking all the stuff you've done, all the magic you've created. The book is amazing. It's helping people every single day. I've I've read like what people write and they're about after they've read it and they're all just blown away. What is the underserved that you really want to um, Mm -hmm. serve? Well, in a couple of weeks, which is mind blowing to think that it's only a couple of weeks, but Elizabeth Gilbert and I are doing a free creativity workshop in philadelphia called on being magic it's sold out if you're listening it's sold out in four minutes so Mm. we'll do it again but it's free free people free free, free. that's like so much that's not your nine to three thirty or four right it's like a nine thirty to four and not only is it free but i mean liz is buying everyone lunch and i'm you know we each are providing everyone with a copy of our books on being human and Big magic. That's why it's called on being magic. It's a marriage mm-hmm. of those, but also gifts. You know, uh, conscious ink made a pack of tattoos, and waxing poetic made um, 
cuffs Liz's thing as I'm right here and mine are don't be an asshole. Oh so my gosh. anyway, the point of me bringing this up is I want to make enough money from public speaking and the work I do, which I'm good at, mm-hmm. that I can do more free stuff, that I can give back more than I do. And I give back a damn lot. I do. I mean, Oh, oh, my so joke yeah. is like, I live in a box. I share about with my son, but I am a fucking master at raising money. People love giving me money. And so I raise tons of money all the time for things and people and, you know, a lot of mostly direct giving, mm-hmm. not like I'm raising for, you know, Planned Parenthood, which is wonderful, but it's like, someone's like, okay, this person is escaping her husband who's been beating her. She's in a hotel. She needs food and, or this person needs diapers or, you know, stuff like that. So I I would also like, I have a scholarship fund called the Alexander Fund, which is for a woman who's lost a child. And I also give away scholarships to women of color because I'm, I'm just, you know, I really want my stuff, all of it to become more diverse, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. yesterday was good in New York, but not enough more. Mm-hmm. So it's not all, you know, yeah. skinny white yoga people. <laughs> no, right. Um, so I'd like to turn that into a nonprofit and figure out a way. Like right now, I'm just, you know, no idea what I'm doing. I'm probably getting taxed on, you know, I'm just, I'm mm-hmm. not doing it right, but I'm doing mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so I, I want to make more money doing public speaking so that I can, I don't have to hustle so much and I could do more to give back. Yeah. And, and, you know, I want to spend more time with my son. This trip is hard. I'm away from him for almost a month. I go home for one day from Italy all the way to Los Angeles and back to Philadelphia just to see him. And it's worth it. But I love what I do. I truly do. I, I can't believe I get paid to do what I do. But I would like to, A, not have to hustle so much and B, not, not do as many workshops. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you need like an organizational um, partner who really pulls yeah. all of your talents and like creates a nonprofit um, pathway on there. That's yeah, I do. People listen, listen carefully. (laughs) There's a lot of you very smart people out there who could help. This would be amazing. And you know, more passive income. So Mm -hmm. right now all my income is made and I have to get on a plane, which I love and go and do these workshops, which I love, but it's extremely exhausting because of my hearing loss. So I work so hard to hear, even with my hearing aids and it's, you know, it's not that much money. Mm -hmm. So it's like, each, each, I used to, when I waited tables, my friend Quinn, let's say she made $200 at the end of the shift. She'd look at me and she'd go, there's blood on every dollar. <laughs> and so I, I love that. If right. I think about that, I feel like every damn dollar I've worked so hard. So I would, you know, somehow passive income or, mm-hmm. or for example, doing a public speaking gig where you get paid a big amount. Yes. Yeah. And then you can we need to do that. Um, like get, get a tour. You know, Oprah, really, if you're listening, Oprah should be Oprah. Oprah call please. me. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to re- redistribute the wealth. And mm-hmm. my friend Lydia Yoknovich is wonderful at that. And she, you know, is really a, a role model for me in that. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Uh, I mean, I think you're, you're, you're so close to being there. It's just a matter of now. It's like when you have all of these gifts like you have and you've found um, a place to direct them and and to help people and your help. Let's you, correct that. I created. You, yes, 
You cr- no, no, no. <laughs> you created it. This is blood, sweat, and tears. But what I'm saying well, is- I made it up. You, That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, I, made oh, it, I made it, made up, it up out of like, my butthole. And I think what's great is, I know, and what I was going to, going back to Wayne Dwyer, like you were inspired by him, but you always credited him. And I loved oh. that, right? So everything you've come up with has been a inspiration in some way. And then you've just taken it and made your, it's like an evolution. Like, but tell me, Laura, tell me, to- what isn't that way? Everyone right, everything, of us is right? borrowing and Always. inspired by, you and know, I there's love, very few yeah. quote unquote original ideas. Yes. So, but you're so, you're such a master at that. And so, um, so diplomatic and, and, always, always giving people credit for like inspiring you or you read something and that made you, you know, want to write something about this. It, but it, or if you have a quote, you always give credit. I, I love I'm that. Adamant. I'm adamant. You're very mad. And I, I think that, yeah, everything is, in, you know, is borrowed from people. But the big thing here is that you need, like, be like Jen, give people credit, be, give people like, there's no, shouting out to someone else doesn't take away from you. Yes. It, it amplifies you. Yes. You know, and I see this like in my yoga style, it's a very specific style. And I see people actually love to say, this is the lit method inspired by Laura Hyman. I am, I am so impressed when people do that and I shouldn't be impressed. It should be automatic. I but agree with I you more. I love that they're doing that and it actually gives them even more credibility. So be share and also give credit to um, people that have inspired you and who've helped you along. This is so, so important. And this is also women supporting women. This really is about raising the bar for all of us and, but knowing who, like where, from where we came and who um, helped us along the way. Yeah. And when you were talking, I said, I agree with you more, which I have no idea what that means like more than <laughs> <Yeah>. my other <laughs> stuff, but I, I, I do, I agree with you more. And, um, you know, I have, I have a lot of people who, who borrow, let's quote, call mm-hmm. it that, borrow stuff that I do. And yeah, just, just give me credit or mm-hmm. just say this was, I was inspired by Jen Pastelop or that's it. Yeah. I yeah. never say anything, you know, Lydia and I do workshops together and I've gotten so much from her. Right. Ne- you will never till the day I die, hear me say something that I borrowed or I was inspired by and not give her credit or anyone. Right. It's so important to me. And I'm, it's like an energy exchange. That yeah, person gave you energy and you're giving the credit to them. I, right. I do struggle. And that's something that's, that's, um, you know, the, the part of me I'm still working on is struggle not to get triggered when I see someone who's taken something and not mm-hmm. giving me credit. And, you know, and so if it's, there is a fine line with this kind of stuff. And I know Brene Brown's written about it, but, but just, just acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. It doesn't make you weak or less than. Or... It makes you more powerful. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It really makes you more powerful. And um, I just think you do that so well. And so there's all these great bullet points. Be like Jen. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Be like Jen. Like really, give credit. Um, support other women. You know, have these missions to sh- shine light to causes that really are, are needed. Um, ask for help ask for help for others, you know, yes. just and, all of and it. And be open to receive it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Be open That's to receive so it. huge. Very humbling. And it's, and it's human to be able to say like, I, I need help. Yeah. And I, in any way, whether it's, you know, mental, financial, physical, all of it, we don't have to stand alone in this, yeah. in this world. And I think you, um, you know, that's on being human. That could not have been a better title, by the way. I just love that. I title. love it too. It's Thank so, you. I, I mean, I know it. that was your workshops, but 
it's even better as a book. Yeah. And everything <laughs> falls under the umbrella of that, mm-hmm. you know, so someone will say, well, can we talk about that? Well, anything human, human, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's being human. It's being human. So let's, um, let's close off. We could talk forever, but I want to talk about on um, being a mom and how, how this has just brought in your, um, hum- humanness. Like mm, what has, yeah. it, what has it brought to you? And so much, yeah. I mean, I, my son brings me such joy and <clears throat> As someone who struggled my whole life with depression and being sad, and I don't, I don't know, I have ever had that before. Mm-hmm. And so, Robert, you know, the other day we co-sleep because space, and <laughs> Charlie holds both our hands when he goes to sleep. And he went to school in the morning, and I said to Robert, he brings us so much joy. We're always just laughing and giggling, and he's three. I mean, you know, check in with me in ten years, so I'd probably be like, Ugh. but um, so a, a real sense of joy Mm -hmm. um also expansiveness of of how much love i have so i give my son all my love but i still have it out to give to other people and myself and you know just before i had a kid because as you know we've known each other a long time i was sort of the spokesperson for not having a kid and you're whole if you don't have a kid and you're still a woman and you're having a child doesn't define you or give you purpose or don't be an asshole and assume everyone wants or can have a child. And then, you know, I had Charlie and I stayed true to the things I said before, which were, I will not lose my identity in being a mom. That doesn't mean some days it doesn't sort of happen, but here I am away from my son and I'm still doing exactly what I was doing. I didn't give it all up, you know, going now I'm just a mom. Right. Right. You know, that just, a just, a, I'm mm-hmm. just a mom. So I, and sometimes I do feel bad and guilty, but then I think my son will look back and go, that was my mommy. My mommy did that. And it's modeling such an important thing for him. So it's been, it's, it's been a challenge, but I'm up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, and he's just, he teaches me so, so much. He's, he really is pure love. And when I say, when I get to the end of my life and I ask one final, what have I done? Let my answer be, I have done love. And and I did. I mean, my son is embodiment of love. It's, mm-hmm. he's hilarious and he sometimes is a pain in the ass, but he is love. He is. He sparks it. You can see it like, oh, yeah. even with, like from afar, you can just see yeah. that this kid is, um, he is magic, just like you. He came from you. Right. And, you know, so he's going to go and, and you're right. You're modeling all the things, how to help people, how to um, create something from your, all of your talents and your hard work. You, you're modeling so much for him. And I think this is really important as parents. We, there, we're always going to question yeah. everything and that's part, and that's okay. Re- like recognize like, oh my gosh, am I doing this well? Am I, you know, should I have gotten down on the floor with him more when I was a kid or when he was a kid or, you know, all of that, but we're going to have those moments. And then, but then you look at this little being and you think, nope, he's, he's, he's perfect. He's yeah. perfect. He's perfect. I mean, and I, I did I will, a really good job. I will say that I catch myself sometimes looking at my phone and I'm, I'm really working on that to hold me accountable when I'm with my son mm-hmm. and uh, all of us. We all need to. Yeah, we all do. Like, we all do. We all f- do. I have little sticky notes around that say, put down the phone. I love that. I Just love all over that. Again. Oh yeah. I'm a big sticky note person. I'm like, how else are you? Is it going to like snap you out of yeah. that? Like kind of zone that phone. we get in. Yeah. 
All right. So put down the phone, look up, love, spread joy, give people credit, hug your sisters, dork it out. out. Oh my gosh. Yes. Don't be afraid to be totally goofy. We need more people that are having fun. Yeah. That's the best thing about kids is remember Uh we are all big kids and some, some conditioning has made us all serious and no fun. Not me. Not me either. (laughs) I mean, I I, I can't speak to the fun part, but not all serious. Um, Yeah. It's, it's really important because it, um, the, the more free we are, the more, you know, Marianne Williamson talks about that, but the, the more free we inspire others to be. But who wants to live in a prison no. of worrying about what will they think? Exactly. What will they think? And and I think what, what you just inhabit is this living life fully with all of its messiness and joy and celebration and, you know, laying on the ground and getting up over and over again. It's a cycle. It's not linear. And that's, that's what doesn't make it boring. It makes it rich and all the ways that rich is really defined as, which Thank is, you. you know, you, you're amazing. And as, as Lydia always says, time isn't linear. I love that. Time is, I, I see yeah. that too. I, I love, love that. It. It's Me cyclical, too. but we live in a linear way. And so we have to break that habit. All right. So go out and buy her book, write to Jen. How, how can everyone find you? Jenniferpasteloff.com. And Mostly I'm on Instagram at mm-hmm. Jen Pasteloff. So it was an honor and I hope that you'll, you know, look up and post five beautiful things right now, not from your whole life, but from today, from from the last, let's say, three hours or something. And this is a way to pay attention mm-hmm. all the time. It's It's just a tool, but I would love to read it and see it. So... Five beautiful things. Five beautiful things. This was one of mine today. And yeah, tag Jen on it because we lo- it's, it's wonderful to read what other people see and um, what she's... It's inspiring. And yeah, we inspire each other. All right, I love you, love my you. friend. Bye for now. Hugs to all of you. Pulling for you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.